0: Hello and welcome to Gutter Mouth, my name is Steve Kalis and I'm joined by the wretched labia of a woman, (laughs) Uh, Roxy, Roxy how are you doing?
1: Fabulous, thank you for that. Hey, no worries. Wonderful intro.
0: (laughs) So what do we want to do here? We want to talk about us for a minute, let people know who we are, introduce ourselves, is that right?
1: Mm, yeah. Well, you might discover gutter mouth a few episodes in and think, "What is this shit?"
0: Yes, I expect so. Yeah.
1: So better off you start here.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what, what do you tell people about you first?
1: Um. So I'm a loud mouth cow. <laughs> yeah. No, c-
0: can confirm. <laughs>
1: And we're basically going to discuss either our own horrendous stories or other people's. Hopefully you're going to want to join in, send us all your most embarrassing confessions and incidents.
0: Yeah, because uh, in preparation for this, I've been trawling the interweb. I do anyway. I'm a seedy character like that. And uh, But this time for, for good reasons. So I've been all over Reddit to find the funniest stories I can find and the most embarrassing and the, the strangest ones. And I think one of them is one of the for me, is one of the funniest stories I've read online. And I'm I'm excited to share that with you.
1: Beautiful. So, as a kid, my favourite part of these crappy little teen magazines, and even now, you know, the terrible gossip rags, is to flick to the confessions. The confessions and the sordid, horrible stories that people tell, purely because I'm evil. And I'll Mm -hmm. have a good laugh. Mm And uh, I most recently started listening to a podcast and my favourite part of that podcast was hearing people's embarrassing stories and I thought, you know what? I would love to t- see your take on some of these.
0: Yeah, that's great. And we, I w- recently went to see uh, Russell Brand live in concert and there was a section where he, the audience had to write in th- funny things for him to use, like, what was your most embarrassing lockdown moment, that sort of thing. And I'm always staggered by what people are willing to share. Oh, right. There was one woman at the back called Janet and he goes, Janet. Uh, I want to concentrate on what you've had to say for a minute. And Janet had basically, she taught, she got drunk and taught her teenage daughters how to fillet a banana. <laughs> as you do. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> why, Janet? Why on earth did you go there? And uh, but that—that's exactly what I want to try and find today. Most outrageous things. So shared human experiences, but also very rare and uh, crude human experiences.
1: Because you know, as disgusting as it gets, there's always going to be someone going, "Yep."
0: That's me, I've done that <laughs> oh, I' filleted a banana, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,, yeah that's right, wasn't. yeah, no, no, I did it today, <laughs> so yeah, you're right, so, um did you want to share more about who we are? Is that what we want? yeah, to let's
1: about? get into that. We've got a long, old history, you and I,
0: yeah, let's get into who we are, and so people can like, get comfortable with who we are as hosts, and then we can uh, destroy our credibility by telling
1: these, these stories. Oh, absolutely. So I think you would have been, let's say, 12, 13 when we met?
0: That's right,
1: yeah. Many, many years ago. Oh, that's a long time ago. No. Horrendous. And so throughout... God, how old are we now? So throughout, let's say, the past 20 years?
0: Yeah, that, that we isn't a collective we, because you're significantly older than I Oh,
1: let's not. We're not going to go there today, but yeah, we've been through many a shared experience. We have lived together in several different houses.
0: Mm-hmm. Platonically. Being uh, yourself, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: And, you know, you've helped me through divorce. I've listened to your horrendous dating stories.
0: I know. Very bleak. Very bleak.
1: Um, Terrible jobs. Mm. All sorts of stuff, really.
0: Yeah, and that's good. And so you've been helping me over the last couple of months with my company, Kayless Media. And we've been trying to produce podcasts. And this one is much, much more different to the rest of the rest of the rest. It's sort of semi-sensible. Mm. And this one we want to just sort of let loose and tell some some funny stories that we'd like.
1: Oh, yeah. So if you are not of age, you should probably put this down right, right listen, now. Listen
0: to me. If you're younger than 16.
1: Yeah, let's go 16. If
0: you're younger than 16, turn it off. Turn us off right now. Okay, you, st- you still there? Right, then these pe- people were left now. Legally, we've done out a bit.
1: Oh, absolutely. So
0: everyone listening now is of age.
1: Anyone we traumatise, be it on your own head.
0: And nothing to do with us? We've, no. we've given you a heads up. So, should we... Do you want to tell your story first? Do you want something for me? Yeah,
1: let's give it a whirl. See right. how we go.
0: So, Roxy, this is the inaugural gutter mouth story. No pressure. No, but you go ahead.
1: First off, right. So, this is a public review on Amazon on sugar-free Haribo gummy bears. Yeah. You not heard of this one before?
0: Oh, that it sounds bland.
1: Mm. oh, that's what you think. It's quite an old one. So Okay. We're in for a long one. Set yourself. This is a cautionary tale, and unlike most of the other reviews on this product, this is a true story, and its authenticity can be qualified by a small news item that appeared in the Toronto Star's local news section during the month of April in 2013.
0: Well, that's good. i glad we got that set up initially, so brilliant. Oh, yeah. there's
1: more. Yeah. He's going to set the scene for us. Mm-hmm. It was late winter, early spring in Toronto, and the city had just been digging itself out from a late-season snowstorm. I was heading to Pearson International Airport for a red-eye flight to Amsterdam. I had just finished packing, checked the time and found I was running late. My flight was at 7.10pm and it was now almost 5. I hadn't eaten since lunch and I was feeling a bit hungry, my stomach rumbling loudly in protestation which caused me to look around at the other travellers rushing past me in the busy terminal, mortified that my bodily noises might be heard by others. I briskly checked my watch and decided that I had enough time to grab a quick snack before going through baggage check and security. Spotting a vending machine nestled in the corner, I rushed over, pulling out my credit card, and scanned the colourful array of confection, coming to rest on a tantalising rainbow-coloured bag of gummy bears with the simple white and red logo Haribo, emblazoned across the bag. Mm -hmm. Now I pause here in the story for a moment to underscore the importance of making proper choices. Haribo (laughs) sugar-free gummy bears are not food. They are not even from this planet. Oh. (laughs) Oh. The way I figured it, I was taking a bit of a holiday from life so I could relax my fastidiously regimented daily schedule and allow for some frivolity. I joined the queue in the KLM line, opened the bag of Haribo sugar-free gummy bears and began to munch on them as the line slowly advanced. To be fair, they tasted fine, just like every other manufacturer's brand of the colourful candy and they were sugar-free to boot. That's good. This is what made the whole incident that followed oh so baffling.
0: Oh no, because he, he's painted quite a tapestry for us so far. It's very descriptive, lovely writing.
1: Mm, a very in-depth review, mm. this one. As I gave the attendant my e-ticket and she weighed my bags, the first of the pains began in my stomach.
0: Oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no. You see where this is going. <laughs> I thought nothing of it at first, but over the course of the next five minutes, the shooting pain began to come in more rapid succession. At this point, I had my boarding pass printed and rubbing my stomach a little, I proceeded to security. I joined the line and started fishing for my passport to present to the agent. I felt a thin sheen of sweat break out on my forehead and underarms and my features flushed for a moment as a wave of heat washed over me. It was only as I stood face to face with the agent and handed her my passport and ticket that I had a glimpse of the agony that was about to begin. (laughs) It felt like time rippled for a moment as if my consciousness buckled, so intense was the pain that fired through my bowels. Oh <laughs> no. Stars shot through my head briefly and my vision blurred and snapped back into focus. An agent was staring at me with slight consternation and asked if I was all right. I pulled myself together, stood up straight and declared, I am fine. As I fumbled off my belt to go through the metal detector, the pain in my stomach increased and I practically had to sit on the floor to take my shoes off, terrified of what would happen if I bent at the middle to do it. (laughs) It was becoming increasingly more evident to me that this was not just a stomach ache. No, this was something much worse. The sense of an impending bowel movement was so formidable, (laughs) it gave me temporary amnesia and it took all of my willpower to clench my butt cheeks together to prevent my sphincter from exploding. (laughs)
0: Wow. Oh, my God.
1: A sudden shock of pain racked my body and elicited a short, maniacal bark of laughter as I approached the metal detector, a wild, distant look in my eyes and sweat now beginning to pour off me. The security agent on the other side of the detector shot a quick glance over to her co-worker, who narrowed his eyes and made a subtle movement towards his holster. My breathing became uneven, and as I entered the metal detector and I realised with alarm I had taken off my socks without even registering it, And one of my shirt tails was (laughs) untucked. I held my breath, my eyes bulging dangerously from my head as the machine scanned me. As I shakily moved forward towards the agent for a pat-down, my stomach began to elicit sounds that can only be described as otherworldly. My jaw dropped in shock as what I can only describe as the sound of an agonised, wailing alley cat emitted from some nether region of my intestines. The officer's eyes widened in alarm and she kept her eyes glued to my stomach as she thoroughly patted me down. As she reached my shins, I felt my innards suddenly expand and plummet towards my rectum. With cat-like reflexes, I squeezed my sphincter shut with nanoseconds to spare and I, I knew, I knew that if I didn't get the bathroom immediately, I would shit myself. Oh. <laughs> With all of the strength that I could muster, I forced my butt cheeks together, knowing that one false move would open these floodgates. I began to walk like a duck, trying to remain as inconspicuous as possible, not even caring what other people were seeing in front of them. A dishevelled, barefoot, 40-year-old businessman, red-faced and bulgy-eyed, sweating profusely, shaking slightly and walking without bending his knees. With single-minded intensity, I grabbed my carry-on, shoes and socks from the plastic tub and without putting anything back on I turned on my heels with the intention of finding the nearest restroom and slowly dying there one squirt at a time (laughs) but that is not what happened oh oh it's so much better oh wow I turned to go and found myself staring at three armed agents who stopped me and asked if I would follow them Why? What is the matter? I stammered, wincing slightly as the act of speech seemed to strain the tenuous and extremely fragile truce I had negotiated with my bowels. I have to go to the bathroom. Right. Now. I said. Just follow us, please. They left no room for argument. The other travellers, clearing the security check, stared with curiosity and revulsion at the spectacle unfolding before them. With each step I took towards the room that they ushered me into, I felt that my legs would give way. I marvelled at how strong the human will could be. Remember, this is a Haribo Gummy Bears review, we Jesus right here. Christ, yeah, yeah.
0: that looks like a novel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the room they brought me into was an examination room. I had pretty much stopped registering details of my environment as my consciousness closed off all but the absolute necessary functions, breathing, ability to walk. I snapped back to reality when I heard the snap of rubber oh, and man. had the dawning realisation. <laughs> I turned to face an agent putting on rubber gloves. Oh, God. Sir, we are going to perform a cavity search on you. (laughs) That's brave. A young, fresh-faced agent (laughs) stated in a firm but emotionless voice. He must have taken my tortured silence for resistance because he looked at me sharply and said, lower your pants and underwear, please, and face the death. (laughs) Don't forget this was in a newspaper.
0: Oh. Oh, God.
1: Panic started to grip me in its icy grasp and the sudden adrenaline threatened to destroy my sphincter. He loves that word, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, too, yeah, too many mm. sphincters, in not
1: And rend my anus in two. <laughs> I inhaled sharply and with a pained gasp, I doubled up my efforts to clench my cheeks together. Sir, please, I begged. I have to go to the bathroom. You can follow me into the stool if you must, but I had some bad Haribo sugar-free gummy bears. And now I feel but they had stopped listening and smirked at each other. Two of the other agents, a tall female and a shorter, balding, fat man, looked away from me. I said that real cruel, didn't I? You did, fat yeah, you've been sitting on
0: that for a while. You?
1: Oh, dear. Looked away from me and I could see them shaking a little as they stifled their laughs. Sir, face the wall, put your hands on the desk and spread your cheeks, the young agent stated. I began to protest and a fresh shock of pain forced me to stop and lean on the table for support as an ungodly howling rose from my stomach and a sound of bubble wrap popping underwater exploded. (laughs) I exhaled shakily and my focus began to narrow as I rallied for the final battle. Shaking uncontrollably and sweat literally raining down onto the tabletop, I turned to face the wall and heard a childlike voice say, please, please. I held my breath and prayed to God for strength. He probably has some heroin or something up there that opened up, the female (laughs) guard said, as a part of me that hadn't escaped into the ether yet acknowledged that she was behind me to my left. Probably high as a kite. Just look at him, she said. The shorter guard agreed with a snort. Please spread your cheeks, the young agent said, his voice directly behind me and lower than the other, and bend over. Please God, please God, please God, please God, I whispered in a desperate mantra, not even aware of my surroundings anymore. Another volley of pain tore through me and I involuntarily leaned forward over the desk. My focus completely narrowed now to a spot on the wall two feet in front, a curious imperfection in what seemed to be a whitewashed wall. It took only something as simple as a breeze to to trigger Armageddon. No trumpets, no fanfare, No finger on the button, no profit to predict this. As I hallucinate a rainbow bear smiling and dancing in front of me, my mouth agape and drooling, eyes glazed and bloodshot, I heard the softest sound an exhalation from the young agent behind me. And at the same instant, the warm air of his breath feathered across my butt cheeks. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) With a sound like an... an Extra large plastic ketchup bowl being run over by a Mack truck. <laughs> That's an odd one, isn't it? That's
0: a weird, yeah. that powerful, there. Powerful.
1: My, oh, here it is again. My sphincter released. <laughs> oh. The pressure of the blast pushed me hard into the desk, and the legs of the desk screeched as they scraped across the floor. My body remained rigid for a moment, and I experienced a relief that can only be described as orgasmic in its purity. <laughs> My eyes rolled back in my head, and my tongue lolled out like a half-retarded dog. Ooh, that's cool.
0: Oh God.
1: <laughs> and I emitted a low, sustained groan that grew in pitch as the filthy torrent pushed its way out of my body.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Other sounds and sensations started to filter in now as my consciousness began to materialize once more. The muffled scream of a dungeon filled with prisoners near death <laughs> radiated from my stomach. The rushing sound of litres of liquid trying to escape through an aperture too small to accommodate it, all at the same time. The omnipresent sound of chunky liquid spattering against a hard surface oh with great force. <laughs> and the high-pitched screaming of a woman's voice calling out to God to make it stop. <laughs> oh. When my ordeal had eventually run its course, I was left panting for breath and wobbly-legged, half crying and half laughing with relief, barely lucid and feeling as if I had birthed an elephant. (laughs) Through my sobs, I heard the sound of dripping, and from behind me, the sobbing continued, and I heard someone trying to speak into a walkie-talkie, but nonsensical words were all the man could speak. He sounded like a raving lunatic. With great relief, I slowly pulled myself off the table, (laughs) my stomach eliciting one last sound, and slowly turned my head to survey the devastation. (laughs) My God, the smell was enough to drive a man insane. The stench of rotting potatoes mixed with sulfur and ammonia cooked in a broth of chicken feces. After half a whiff of this ghoulish brine, I immediately stopped breathing through my nose, but the taste would remain in the back of my throat for months to come. The young agent had taken the brunt of the foul witch's brew and at first I could not process what I was seeing. With some degree of compartmentalization, I came to understand that for some unfathomable reason, this kid had not moved through the entire <laughs> faecal deluge. He had weathered the assault head on. Oh, wow. I looked beyond his quivering, catatonic, crouched form to see a perfect outline of him cut out on the white, ball, white wall behind him. Filled with a dripping, opaque layer of alternately pulpy and runny fecal stew. Oh! (laughs) Needless to say, I missed my flight.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. (coughs) Well, that was the first story. (gasps) Oh, wow.
1: Right. Do you know the best thing about this? Mm. It's the bloke that put the review up on Amazon for this. Mm. It's got his real name and his profile photo. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a beautiful story. Right? He wrote it. I mean, it's a horrendous story. but He wrote it beautifully. Oh, that poor agent stood downwind of that, that oh. explosion. Oh, Roxy. that was you, the first You term. would
1: think, though, wouldn't you? If you saw someone acting like that, you'd think... That's heroin in the bum. It's got to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in fact it was just mountains of poo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I checked this out and actually there's another five or six just like that. Yeah. Just for Haribo gummy bears. Why are they triggering everyone's
0: bowels? What's the? Oh, I don't know. Have the Haribo people spoken out? Has there been a statement from don't the I've company? I've
1: never seen anything actually. But I guess sugar-free is never the way to be all right well,
0: let's end it there <laughs> well so what, what, uh, i don't know i'm not sure how to process that that's gonna take a little bit of time because i've to a degree i've been there right? <laughs> i've had um i've had some very unfortunate and very public bowel movements myself <laughs> not that we'll tell our story here but we'll uh eventually we'll, we'll get around to telling those things uh, in fact we've got a friend we've got a mutual friend who um and I don't know if you know this but I'll tell you off air but one of our mutual friends almost caused an international incident with the bowel movement no and uh, yeah almost got
1: <laughs> I can guess I can immediately guess which friend we're talking about yeah
0: so maybe uh, maybe we'll, we'll share that at a later date under mm. a, yeah, a pseudonym or something but but wow that's what a, what a way to start the show
1: that's the best review I've ever read
0: yeah no that was fantastic so what I mean where do we go from here do we I mean I've got mine a short one so should we do mine as well and then that yeah. can be the episode and one each and then yeah yes yeah. So I'm not sure how I'm going to top That one that you just did I wasn't <laughs> expecting it and it was glorious But I do have a story that I found on Reddit That tickled me and I'd like to share with you Go on. So this is from a Reddit user Dfenestrate underscore me underscore now And it was written six years ago uh, And it goes like this And it's <laughs> it tickles me thinking about it Anyway so Last night my wife's boss From her brand new job Invited us over for dinner On the drive over, my wife reiterated many times to me just how important it was to make a good impression. I scoffed and arrogantly informed my silly wife that I always make good impressions. Mm -hmm. My wife's boss is a single lady in her 50s, so it was just the three of us. We chit-chatted over drinks and salads and we really seemed to be hitting it off. She laughed at my well-timed, perfectly appropriate jokes and my wife seemed really happy. Soon, she brought out the main course, A nice, big, juicy steak for each of us. As I began to cut into my steak, I was discouraged to discover how undercooked that steak was. Uh Now, I've had my fair share of rare steak. I prefer medium, but I can handle rare. This was several minutes on a hot grill uh, short of rare. I probably would have resuscitated the cow had I tried. (laughs) Instead, I sat there fidgeting with my knife and fork, worrying about how I was going to get away with not eating the steak. Claim veganism? No, I'd already feigned great enthusiasm upon seeing the steak. Just then, our hostess excused herself to the kitchen to take care of some dessert preparations. As I looked across the fancy dining room table at the open window of this third-story apartment, a cartoon light bulb appeared above my head. I knew I had to be decisive, realising that she could return at any moment.
1: He's not going to throw it out the window! I
0: committed. I grabbed the steak with my hand gently shook off the juice and executed it and executed a perfect throw right through the center of the open window. Oh, no. But here's the mistake. The window wasn't open. <laughs> it was the cleanest fucking window you've ever seen in your life. That is, until my mostly raw slab of steak slammed up against it and slowly slid down, leaving a trail of bloody juice all over the window. My wife whose steak was a nice medium rare oh, almost was no. unaware of my predicament, turned, jaw dropped, <laughs> and stared at me like I was an alien from another planet. This look then slowly morphed into more of a there is no place on this planet you can ever hide from me expression of demonic anger. Oh,
1: I know that one.
0: My wife's boss heard the thud <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> of the steak on the window and came quickly. She took in the scene. She took in the scene. The steak sitting on the windowsill, the blood trail, my empty plate, and then gave me an inquisitive, puzzled look. I just didn't know what to say. It felt like a minute of silence, but it was probably three or four seconds. Finally, the best I could manage was I, I'm i so sorry, I'm such a klutz. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds like something you would do. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. But I was just cutting it and, and it slipped. Just as- <laughs> Just ask my wife. Uh, I really am a klutz. Uh, right, honey? No help coming from that direction. Uh, I'll clean this up. I, I can't believe this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Both women continued to stare at me like I'd escaped from the loony bin. As I smeared the blood around the window of my cloth napkin, I dusted off the steak, and continued to mutter my incoherent explanation, I knew no one was buying the story. I knew what I had to do, so I sheepishly returned to my seat and proceeded to eat every bite of that disgusting, cold, chewy, bloody, raw steak. <laughs> I remained pretty quiet the rest of the evening. My wife's only two words to me since are, "I'm fine."
1: Ooh, I'm fine from a yeah, woman. That she's never means yeah, I'm she's fine. she's
0: furious. Divorce pending.
1: That that is absolutely something you would do.
0: I know, and I think maybe that's why I resonated with it because uh, it's the description of. You <laughs> <I laughs> think of what his wife must have seen?
1: Especially of hers was fine. <laughs> oh, oh, it makes God. me think of the time you called me from Italy and said that you there was an old Italian woman that kept mm. giving you fruit, and instead of eating it or even just putting it in the bin, mm. you were hiding put it, in, it in your backpack, in your backpack, down the side of her sofa. and
0: yeah. made a disgusting mulch. <laughs> it it's smelled. I mean, my my backpack backpacks upstairs in the attic, and you can still smell it. It's gross. It's oh, God. But but I keep it for the memories. <laughs> So, uh, whew, that's my yeah, uh, that's my story.
1: I mean, I hate steak anyway, so I, I wouldn't you hate have, steak. Yeah, oh, I get so much grief for that.
0: Well, justifiably, in my opinion. Not what, what? What is it you don't like? Not a little bit of peppercorn sauce, a bit medium no,
1: cooked. Just no, just steak. No, mince oh. up that beef, whack it in a lasagna. I'm all over it. Give it to me as a lump. Nah, nah. Don't want it.
0: So this was the first and last episode of Gutter Mouth, so uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, I
1: try. Every mm. time we go out, Jacob gets a steak and he's like, no, oh, just try a bit. And every fucking time I try a bit, and every fucking time I don't like it.
0: That's so bizarre.
1: Um, I think That's I'm, an
0: inhuman response to that meal.
1: I reckon for the rest of my life, I will be eating a piece of of every steak, Jacob ever <laughs> buys, because he is determined. Mm. I will like steak. Yeah, it's not happening, but
0: oh well. Well, there we are. That's where to turn the audience against you from episode one. Yeah, I'd so.
1: throw mine straight in the fucking window for sure. <laughs>
0: that thud. <isn't> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, should we? We've uh, had one story each. Uh, for me, your story was my favorite there because that was so. It was funny, but also. The way it was written was so beautiful.
1: He was good, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, he really he really drew us into that world, didn't he? And so it was like I was right there shitting beside him, <laughs> enduring every little moment of it. So uh, so we'll, we'll let the, uh, the listeners see what they, what they enjoyed and we'll put a post up of your story maybe and uh, they can follow us. Where, where are we on social media at the minute? We haven't got a designated page, have we?
1: We don't. We're still drawing people into k media
0: okay so yeah find us at calis media c-a-l-i-s media uh, on facebook and instagram but I mean, we should have a designated we should have our own social media for that do you think maybe like instagram which but instagram is just funny stories that we've read. how
1: liked. many have we already got yeah there's a lot mm, there's
0: a few yeah maybe we'll talk about that off air and discuss that mm. <laughs> well listen um, thank you all for joining us i think Roxy you'll agree that this was uh, this is fun
1: I was half drunk and I managed to read a hell of a long script, so I'm I'm pleased with myself. You was
0: I was very surprised. You <laughs> hardly slurred or anything. You managed to get through the whole thing. So we're going to uh, listen to this, see how we did, and if you've got feedback, if you've got horrendous stories, then let us know. Oh, actually,
1: give us all those horrendous stories. Us, do it, it
0: anonymously. Them. We love the stories. do it anonymously if you have to, and uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll read them out. But we've already re- do, done a uh, we've already done a pre-recorded outro, and it sounds a little something like this.
1: Don't forget to write to us at guttermouthpod at yahoo.com. Subject, guttermouth, with your very best and very worst embarrassing, funny, or just downright disgusting stories. We will keep you anonymous. You can even tell us a story about someone you know. We'll probably still think it's you, though.
0: You're doing very well with this of thing, considering how much you've had to drink, yourself. So. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Confessions, <laughs> fiascos, fucked up habits, and public faux pas. We want to hear them all. Send them in and join us in the gutter.
0: Beautiful.